on a specified This is our voices coming at you midweek. It is another off-topic edition of Canada FM, where Brian and I, we throw the old Canadian band's script out the window, and uh, we just talk about something completely different. And, of course, I'm here. Brian's here. Say hello, everybody, Brian. Hello, everybody, Brian. Freestyling like Skip Oh, listen to that intro. <laughs> of course, we're also joined by a special guest this week. Please make some noise for little round-headed buffoon. That is Jake Parkhill. Uh, I was going to say thanks for the nice greeting there, uh, Ted, but uh, not so much. Parkhill, why don't you tell uh, the listeners about yourself? Because uh, I believe we've mentioned you on the show before as one of our many, uh, <laughs> many faceless friends that we constantly bring up. Uh, you're like one of the, you're like Bob Sacamano to everybody. I was about to say, Ted, we're, we're literally living in Seinfeld world. Like next thing you know, we're going to start talking about Lomez and Jay Riemenschneider. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I mentioned in your, in your Star Wars episode with uh, Brian's Adventures at the Movies. Um, there you go. But we've, uh, you think- and me have known each other since our parents put us in the same playpen together. That's right, and then Brian and I, we've been friends since we were four in uh, Little Jones Preschool there in Ancaster, Ontario. Yeah, my mom still brings up this one random encounter she had with you when you were really little. You're like, hey, Mrs. Last, how's it hanging? And she's like, Jake, you don't ask a woman how it's hanging. <laughs> Your mom brought that up for years. And I never understood what the big deal was. I just thought that she was upset that Jake was being so laid back and chill and that was like using that kind of slang was disrespectful i didn't really realize what how's the hanging meant <laughs> uh, crazy jake parkhill crazy young jake it's one thing if uh like if if one of us has a kid if their uh if their kid says how's it hanging to me so i could be like sure it's shriveled and always to the left like in liar liar but <laughs> different for a woman i guess say there uh brian Yes, Why sir. don't you walk us through what today's topic, off-topic, is? Roger that. So it's the the recording date of this is June 4th. Is that the date today? Yeah. Yeah, June 4th. So literally, for kids who are still schooling from home and all that, and the college kids have been out for about a month, summer vacation is either you're in it or it's right around the corner. And some of my favorite memories, not, well, not just for summer, but just in general, I've always been in the car 
Like, uh, I still talk about the road trip I took with my dad to Lake Placid on that hockey tournament where we literally only had two takes. So on Ad Nauseam, who was born in the USA by Bruce. That's where I first got my Bruce love. And uh, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel's greatest hits. And uh, right. so, yeah, it's, it's road trips uh, and also just kind of like touristy road trip stops that are kind of trendy but overrated. Those are like the two main things, but it all involves the road trip. And the three of us have had multiple road trip stories together. I got a couple in my holster that I'll talk that don't involve you two clowns, but. May I, uh, may I start the tourist attraction thing? Go for it. Is that all right? Okay. Ooh, the frequent, most frequent road trip I had when I was a kid with my family was going to Ottawa, driving from Hamilton to Ottawa to visit my family there. And. Every time we drive by, when we went through Coburn, Ontario, and I'm sure the people of Coburn know what I'm talking about, we would pass the giant red apple. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I drove up to Ottawa last fall. I think I, uh, I remember that. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm glad it's still there. How about you, Parkhill? <laughs> You've seen it? I, I've seen it, yeah. It's, it's still there. Yeah, you probably coached. You probably coached a few tournaments in in that town. I yeah, uh, I've coached uh, up at the up uh, Seaway and uh, Brockville, so certainly past the Big Apple. Yeah, and one time I remember we went in it uh, just to stop, and there's like a weird like tour that you can kind of do yourself. I know when you go to the top, there's like a bit of like a window you could look out of, and there's like a a, a, a worm, like they had like a worm, <laughs> cartoon worm made out of like. Uh, I don't know uh, clay, concrete, I have no idea and then they had just like the most of the thing is just this big cafeteria uh, where it's everything apple themed and I think I remember they had good apple cinnamon donuts those are really nice but I remember looking at the apple pie and you figured a place like that would be really known for their apple pie but I just remember the crust on the apple pie looked really gross and maybe I was just too young to appreciate what good apple pie looked like. But those are my few scant memories. Crust is very apple. important. People, people, there's been times where I've just left, I've eaten just like the filling out and left the crust because it's just terrible. Oh, you, you, don't have a, you don't have a pie with a bad crust. Yeah. Yeah. And this looked weird. It just looked, looked like it had been sitting out for a while. I don't know. Maybe like the crust was raw and they were going <laughs> to flash fry it in the... In the oven for me or something like that. I have no idea what their methodology was, but I didn't order the apple pie when we went in that day. And I was a little hesitant, too, about getting, like, anything non-apple related at a restaurant called the Big Apple. But, uh, yeah, there's our one family uh, family spot that we went to. Uh, how about you, Brian? I know you, you, you had one in particular you wanted to get out there. Well, I got two. Uh, one's not so much. A, it's not the roadside touristy stop, but if you're in the town, it's the place where a lot of people go. And I've talked to Jake about this. He disagrees with me that it's the place to be, but uh, Port Dover. Uh, my aunt lived there for years because she, she bought a house there when she left Toronto. And But just that was always Port Dover and Turkey Point were always places where my family seemed to go and like rent a house or wherever, or just day trips. And uh, in Port Dover, there's a place called the Arbor, long-standing institution, hot dogs. Yeah. They have this thing called, like, Orange Glow. It's just like the juice, just fancy juice. Orange uh, Glow is that cleaning product. Those terrible yeah. infomercials. <laughs> you remember those? Yeah. Don't you love this? The, the whole time they just go off on the smell of oranges. 
And the girl goes, let's crack one open. And she hits an orange against the side of the counter, and it breaks into two perfect halves. And they sit there smelling an orange. No, you were not. You were eating a damn orange. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they yeah they had that funky drink. It was like orange and great glow, I believe. It was if memory serves. It's it's been a while since I've ate there. Like last year, I visited my uncle in Port Dover, and it was kind of like the the turning period where it's starting to get cooler. It was the kind of like fall was right there, so no one was there. So we walked right up and got ice cream, and that was good. My uncle was dumbfounded how expensive the ice cream was. I'm like, Uncle John, it's a tourist trap. It's always more expensive, yeah. but like. It's it's not like a stadium hot dog where they're just overrated crap. It was a good hot dog. It just at the peak summer or on a Saturday afternoon, the place is backed up. It takes forever, and it's just that at the end of the day, I don't feel it's worth it. So that's the one. But Jake, Jake always talks about their fish and chips in Bartover, not the Arbor. It's it's the Perch Flatter at the Erie Beach Hotel, and you get fish there, but. It's beautifully prepared. It's fresh perch right out of the lake. And the you know, the Park Hill family, we'd always take my grandmother to Port Dover. She loved that town. And go uh, through all the little shops and everything else. Uh, when I was a kid, they dropped me off. There was a miniature golf. Actually, I think it's across the street from the arbor. Yes. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's a miniature golf. I go play around there. And, um, <laughs> And then we go to the, to the Erie Beach Hotel. I only, I only laugh because they're just like, let's let little Jake just golf while we go shop around. <laughs> what, an, what an innocent time the 90s was where it's like, you won't get kidnapped. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm at, the, I'm at the venture golf. There's there's, mo- there's pretty much only kids there. And then, you know, worst case scenario, my parents are a block away shop- with my grandma shopping at like the little beachside shops or the – or up the street of the town there. So, Park Hill, I got a question to ask you about the Erie Beach Hotel. Yeah. Um, when, when you're there, is it, is it kind of hoity-toity? Uh, the downstairs room, so there's two levels. Yeah, the, I think the, I might have been The lower floor is hoity-toity, but the upper floor is very is casual. So we always go okay. to the upper floor. Okay. Uh, but, so we might be talking about the same place, because I remember when I worked in Caledonia, I had to go out to cover some kind of, like, I think it was like a United Way dinner and their big yeah. thing, but it was it wasn't fried perch, it was fried pickerel. Now you know what? Any kind of fried white fish, it all tastes exactly the same to me. It just tastes like fried fish. I can't tell one apart from the other. But it was still fine. I think this is it. Did they give you with your meal like a small glass of tomato juice you had to do for a special toast to the queen? Not when I not when I've been there, but I also haven't been to any special dinners. That might have just been part of your dinner experience there. Okay, because I remember the fried fish and the weird tomato juice that they required you to use to toast the queen. Yeah, no, I've never toasted the queen. Okay. That might have just be part of the United Way dinner that you went to. Okay, it might have been, but I remember but, that, and I remember, I remember it being pretty good. Yeah, and and I mean then of course the, the big treat going home was ice cream at Hewitt's Dairy Bar. That's the best, Seven. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and you go you go there. They got like forty flavors, and Hewitt's Ontario Shop, and great ice cream. 
I remember having to do a remote there once, and I got really mad at one of the owners because he came up to me. He was super eager to go on the air, and I'm promoting his business, right? And so I start talking about on air, and he starts giving me like one word answers. And I was like, all right. So I wrapped it up real quick. And he was like, wasn't that funny when I hung you out to dry like that? Wasn't that hilarious? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm promoting your business. <laughs> he, he didn't do me any favors. I got into that, that super quick. But you, know, you uh, should have done yeah, that situation, Ted. You should have done. Do you remember that interview with Joaquin Phoenix when he was doing the I'm still here or I'm not here, whatever the yes. hell it was? When he was on the yeah, Letterman, he was just being so like aloof. And Letterman had this great singer. He's like, "Thanks for kind of showing up or something, something like that." I can't remember what it was, but he just kind of zinged him, <laughs> being useless. Um, what was I going to say? So yeah, but anyway, I guess maybe the 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 Erie Harbor. What the hell is it called? The Erie Diner. Erie Beach Hotel. Erie Beach Hotel. Maybe that's where like the golf crowd. The retired crowd, the fancy schmancy people go, and uh, the Joe Joe tank top with his friggin' beer belly hanging out in his fanny pack with eight kids is just like, give me ten hot dogs, just throw them at them. That guy goes to the arbor, I guess. But anyway, I like the arbor, but it's a little overrated. But that's number one. Number two, uh, my grandmother had a cottage in Port Carling, and I don't know what highway we took there because I was always half asleep, but. on the roadside, whether you're going north or south, people would get park their cars at the, the car park and then take the little bridge and go across. Like if you're going the opposite direction, you could go walk the little bridge across to Weber's and get these burgers. Is uh, that area of the, the province, it was just a hot zone. And that's another one, so backed up. And the burgers are like as thick as a phone. And, like, I mean, I'm not comparing them to Harvey's because Harvey's is awful, but. <laughs> I like Harvey's. I miss Harvey's. We don't have a Harvey's in Thunder Bay. I mean, Harvey's is hit or miss. But I, would, I don't particularly care for their onion rings. Their burgers are okay. You know but. what? People are going to listen to this episode, and the only thing they're going to comment on is you dissing Harvey's. <laughs> I will have no part of this, sir. I don't hate Harvey's, but I guess it's probably better than like. Uh, how would you rank? Well, uh, BK, uh, Wendy's, how, how McDonald's, Harvey's. Well, where are we ranking them on? Because they've yeah. all got areas where they excel over the other. Okay, well, if you're if you're driving, if, okay, let's say you're at a, uh, a uh, you're on a highway driving home for a visit. Okay. And there's a service station, and for some reason, instead of switching it up, they literally have all four burger joints in one. Where do you go? Where do you well, go? I, but that's an easy question for me because I wouldn't be going for what's the best. I'd be going for it. I'd just go straight up to uh, uh, what's it called? To Harvey's because I haven't had it in ages. Um, but if I were to go for what's the best, you know what I would go? Honestly, I, I like that Roadhouse King from Burger King. Roadhouse King. And a Smarties milkshake, and uh, you sleep well that night. <laughs> After a long trip to the bathroom. Oh, Ted, I feel sorry for your stomach. <laughs> well, wait, are we are we talking about? Okay. I, I I mean, are we are we stopping and eating at the service station, or is it like grab and go? Uh, if I'm grabbing, like McDonald's, I can hold in one hand, driving the other. 
Wendy's usually got two hands on. Harvey's definitely have two hands on. So I got to stop and eat that. If I'm stopping, that's fine. Probably Wendy's and Harvey's, then uh, McDonald's and Burger King. I'm always, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I love the mayo on a burger. So I'm always Wendy's and BK. And then, um, actually, probably gun to my head, I'd probably take Harvey's over McDonald's because I do like the flame, like the actual taste of real meat. Uh, McDonald's meat is just so. Bleh. It's just. Oh, it, it, it's, yeah. it's not meat. Yeah, no, meat, I, meat in air quotes. The only yeah. thing I go to McDonald's for anymore is the. Shamrock uh, shake. Uh, the Shamrock Shake and uh, McFlurries because the yeah. summer. Like I, the burgers there. Like if I go, I'll get a Big Mac. But and really, what saves that is the uh, the Mac sauce. Yeah, uh, but but everything else, like even their breakfast stinks now. They got rid of the the, the farmers wraps they used to love, and I was they just freaking. You're thinking of Timmy's, dum dum. No, Timmy's. They used to have um, a wrap, a breakfast wrap. Okay. At McDonald's, and I loved it. Well, they got rid of it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to the just the classic sausage, egg, and cheese. That's not bad. That is classic. Uh, the one time I ever had a McGriller, I literally ate it, drank my orange juice. I laid back down because I got up super early that day, and I, I laid back down to, to like catch a few winks. I was like, nope, and I shot back out of bed and threw it right out. Oh my god! So oh. I never, had, I've never had a McGriller since. That was like ten years ago. And for me, the best thing about McDonald's, if it's not the ice cream or shakes, is the the fountain pop. But since I stopped drinking pop like the last year, McDonald's really has no appeal. Other than it's really close to my apartment, and if I'm really craving something late and nothing else is open, it's a quick fix like a junior chicken or a, a double cheeseburger. It's fine. But but anyway, back to Weber. Back on track. Back <laughs> Jake on likes track. to make Jake likes to make fun of us that we get too distracted. That's a prime example. There you go. Not so easy as it now, Park Hill. But, uh, but yeah, I, it's been so long since I've had Weber's, but I remember the, pa- the patties are just so thin. There's just not, it's not like Licks Burgers, where it's like, that's like a book. Ted, you look but confused. I think the idea, like, yeah, because I think, because I don't remember them being super duper thin, but wasn't the idea with Weber's that you buy a whole bunch of them? Like that you don't just get one burger, like... You get a couple. It's not White Castle. Well, I thought that was the idea with Weber. They, I, I've only been once. And how old was I? Um, God. 13, maybe. And we went all the way back from visiting my aunt and uncle in Sudbury. And I thought that the walkover was cool. Uh, got my burger. It tasted like a burger. It, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it was tasty. It wasn't, uh, you know, certainly anything to 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 go out of your way for. It was good. Yeah, you know the, the the vibe. I think what people like about it isn't necessarily the burger; it's the whole vibe of the place. Yeah, that's fair. There's places to take pictures, and you know they've got other stuff on the menu, and you eat outside on a nice day. That can be nice. Uh, I think that's more what it's about. It's just the vibe. You would love road tripping. If, if we ever took you anywhere when we were a kid, it would have been fun road tripping with Papa Last. For years, coming home from that cottage. Can we stop at Weber's? No, it just blows right past it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right. Well, what was, what was Parkill's issue with Weber's? Because you were going well, off I, on Weber's before we went on. I, I like Weber's. Um, oh, so you were pro and Brian was con. Okay. Yeah. Um, the last time I went there was uh, when I drove up to Thunder Bay a few years ago for uh, your wedding there, Ted. Uh-huh. And uh, stopped there on the Thursday. It, it, it's, it's a good burger. It's uh, it is thin, and I do agree with Teddy. Probably need two, um, you know. But <clears throat> you, you're there. Really, isn't much else on on the way out there anyway. And it's true. The Everybody fries are good too, aren't they? Don't they do kind the of like a chip truck good. fry? Yeah, yeah, the fries are good. I like yeah. the chip truck fry. You're you're in the middle of nowhere. Like there's no, like I mean, the first day driving up to Basically Thunder Bay. Yeah, and and you're not on the 401 for very long. That's true. Right? You get off the 401 after about an hour, and yeah, so there's no on roads. So I'll hit you guys with another um, tourist spot, and this was the one we hit at least once on our way home from Ottawa, and I don't think it's there anymore. It might be, but that was the the Hershey Factory in Smith Falls. That was cool. You guys remember this? You ever go? No. Uh, no, I stayed in Smith Falls a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't recall there being a Hershey factory there. I remember going there when I was a kid. The whole family, I think my grandmother even came. And first okay. you go, and you go for this tour of the factory, and then you go into it's really cool. You know, they, they put you, did they give us a gown and like a hairnet? They might have. And it's busy. And uh, then when you're finished, you go to the gift shop. And uh, I, for some reason, felt like a kid in a candy store. Hey, Ted, let me walk. ask you this. It's a terrible joke. But let me ask you this, Ted. Did they, uh, before the tour, did they show you a wildly racially insensitive film strip about chocolate used to be in tobacco form? <laughs> no, they didn't. But I was going to make a thing about tobacco and chocolate and the connotations here. So when we went in, we were. my parents said, you guys can get whatever you want, right? And they let me get a whole case of Eat More Bars. A case of full-sized Eat More Bars. A child, me. So I took them home. I think the first time I had one, I took the entire Eat More Bar and balled it up into a ball and put it in my mouth. And I probably went out with you and played catch with it, like an eat more bar, like a big wad of backy in my mouth <laughs> as we're playing catch. I think you did it too. And then I remember another time you came over, I walked up with the box and I flipped it open. I was like, here you go, fellas. <laughs> Put it in your pocket and smack it in there like it's a cigar. <laughs> You're a proud new papa. Take and eat more. <laughs> oh, You're man, I had one of those a day. Self. I love being eat more. Well, and you're in the Hershey shop and you picked Eat More? Yeah, I love Eat More. What would you take get better than Eat More? Anything from Hershey. Yeah, but Hershey's... Eat more Hershey! Yeah, it's yeah, such a... Like, it has such a wide net. So what, you're pissing on my bar selection? I In, in that situation, I would definitely go on Hershey bar... Or like a giant Hershey bar or something like that, or like a giant thing of like kisses. Uh, eat more, eat more. Milk chocolate, Hershey's. Eat more yeah. wheat, wheat sauce selection. Wheat sauce, 
Okay, isn't there like oats? There's like oats in an Eat More bar and nuts. Yeah. And it's a good chew. It, it lasts you a lot longer than the Hershey bar, which is just chocolate, or the Hershey bar with almonds, which can be quite jarring if you're not expecting that almond. I used to eat the almonds first so they wouldn't get in the way of the chocolate. And then the Hershey Kisses, you can't wad those up into your jaw like a wad of backy when you play uh, catch with your friend. You know, Ted, for years when I coached, I uh, do you remember I used to pace around the dugouts chewing a lot of gum? Yeah. And so I, for a while I tried to switch. And so I'd actually just buy a couple of Eat Mores and just over the game just cram them in my uh, cheek. And just, <laughs> but then like the kids are like, why are you spitting brown? Are you chewing tobacco? I'm like, ah, it's an Eat More. And I'm like, that's gross. Uh, so I stopped that. And I went back to the gum and my jaw still clicks to this day. <laughs> Oh geez, yeah. I, I, maybe I get clicking. I see I get that too. Maybe it's from all the eat more bars. But uh, yeah, that was my uh, selection there. The other weird thing I remember about that. I don't know. This is just a weird memory. We were walking back to the car. And my parents were like, my sister like goes off, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And out of nowhere, in the middle of the parking lot, she just does a cartwheel. And they're like, "Her hands are all dirty now." <laughs> they're all upset. <laughs> He just had to do a cartwheel for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun trip. What did your brother what? get? God, I don't remember. Maybe the Eat Mores were for us to share, and I was just like, uh, you know, hey, Alex, we're going to get Eat Mores. You're going to like them. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about you, Parkhill? You, uh, you did the marathon jaunt down to Florida pretty much yearly, or sometimes bi-yearly. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't really stop in too, too many tourist traps along the way. Uh, my parents were very much of the, um, it's 24 hours of driving. We're not stopping for needless crap. Yeah, that's so, fair. Uh, I mean, the most places we would stop were like in the South, uh, there'd be these rest areas. Actually, all throughout the States are rest areas, but especially in the South, there are these rest areas with picnic tables and these like concrete hangers with like a roof that provides zero protection from the sun and they got like vending machines and stuff right yeah and i mean my mom always made sure that we actually had food because she would like plan ahead for a couple days and store some meat in the cooler or whatever but like i mean you get eaten alive by mosquitoes for half an hour out of the car and then just continue on driving type of thing that was like when I uh, I went to Kevin Andrews' cottage in Aurelia. And it's only a couple-hour drive, too. It's not that bad. Like, you could knock it out without a stop. Just to the other side of Barrie. Yeah, it was like Aurelia area. But I I had some cash. And so I was anticipating the nice because, you know, like my family, aside from the cottage, we didn't go on that many road trips, especially by the time Kevin and I became friends. We had sold the cottage. So even less than so i was like and i was all excited i'm like ah oh, what nice roadside stop are we gonna go to we're about an hour in kevin's mom's like hey brian you hungry i was like yeah she pulls out a cooler from the front and hands me a sandwich i was like oh i was so disappointed yeah I was, I was with my friend's parents you didn't want to make a scene or do anything stupid so i just like ate the damn sandwich and i was sad about it let me tell you about stopping it's worth the stop when you're on a on a road trip, because you never know what you're going to see. My family, we were on our way to Florida, and we used to take this bus tour, the seniors bus tour with my grandparents every year. But this year, we decided to drive ourselves. And we stopped at a Taco Bell. I want to say it was in Tennessee. And we're there. 
And there's all fast food joints all over this Taco Bell. And what pulls into the parking lot but the tour bus of the insane clown posse? Pulls right in. Now, <laughs> some interesting looking fellas came into Taco Bell. They did not have any makeup on, so I couldn't tell if it was Shaggy, Too Dope, and Violent J. I was not a juggalo, but still I was impressed. <laughs> um, they got their food. They just went back on the bus. And the bus left. But I was like, holy shit, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, that was uh, that's why it's worth families. Don't pack the PB&J. Stop at a Taco Bell. Because instead of PB&J, you might get Violent J. How long were you sitting on that one? Uh, just when the, uh, you guys started talking about stopping at places, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. We stopped the, and had an encounter with the ICP. I just meant the wordplay. How long were you sitting oh. on that wordplay? Uh, yeah, I got to bed last night about 2.30. <laughs> do, do you mind if I, if, uh, I combine uh, directions here? Is the, the biggest memory I have uh, from our road trips is the one stuff that Brian insisted that we make on our first one, and that was to a Denny's. <laughs> and, I mean, shrieks of Denny's can be heard throughout the car uh, <laughs> many times. Now, keep in mind, our first road trip, we were going to Cooperstown, and uh, we, we stopped in Syracuse for the night. Cooperstown's about four and a half hours away from our place, and uh, if we were do- going right to Cooperstown and coming home, it would be about a 5 a.m. to you know 1 a.m. day type of thing. And I certainly didn't want to do that. I don't think either of you guys want to. So we stopped in Syracuse the day before, saw a Sky Chiefs baseball game, and went the 45 minutes down the road. But uh, one of the road stops. For those who are not sure, former farm team. I believe they're the farm team of Washington now? Uh, It's it's, uh, the Mets now. Oh, is it the Mets? Okay. That makes more sense. They switched this year. Washington's with Rochester and the Mets are with Syracuse. Oh, okay. Okay, musical chairs. A little bit. Um, But one of the road stops uh, in in a long I-90, they have, uh, if you're familiar with the 401, they'd be similar to on-routes. But on the I-90, they have, you know, the stops at the restaurants, and one of them had a Denny's uh, in the middle. Uh, so there's there's quite the separation about uh, 40 feet of forest in between the two highways, and you walk across a bridge and there's a Denny's, to which Brian would shriek, Denny's, <laughs> and I can't even do it justice. Brian, you want to give me a shot? You want to give me a Denny's for the sake of the cast? Denny's. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> and uh, in my defense, in my defense, okay. I had been to the States twice in my life at that point. I went to the Lake Placid trip, and you know my dad, he ain't stopping at Denny's. The only stopping we did was for gas, and he's like, if there's donuts or anything in there, you can grab us some donuts, and I'll grab a coffee. That's all my dad stopped for. We ate, we ate when we got there. Um, and the grade 10s, spring of grade 10, Ted and I went to New York City right before 9-11, oddly enough. We got to see the Twin Towers from a distance, but uh, uh, so before, but beyond that, I haven't been to any of those great American institutions that I'd see commercials for and all these things, so that's why I was like, my first chance to go to a Denny's, I took it. I love how you call it a great American institution, where there's Denny's all over Southern Ontario. Yeah, it was, there is now, there definitely wasn't back then. Yeah, well, here's time. okay. All right. Here's my word of advice, though. 
I, I distinctly, when I was a child, before that trip, eating at a Denny's in Niagara Falls on the Canadian side. Yeah, you go to the Denny's, but of course, anytime you eat in Niagara Falls, you're adding $30 to your bill. I had this, Denny's is Denny's is reasonable for price. Yeah, everywhere okay. except for Niagara Falls. Well, yeah, but no, even even the Denny's there was all right. Like Denny's, the idea of the Denny's is they want to make their food nice and affordable for everybody. You know, here's the one thing though that I will recommend for any traveler who may choose to make Denny's their breakfast stop on a road trip. When they ask you if you want toast or pancakes on the side, take the toast. The pancakes seem like a great idea. But you will never finish them, and you will be stopping again within an hour of leaving. That's my advice to anyone stopping at Denny's. Wait, are you talking about stopping and taking a deuce, or just because no, you're hungry? No, you go in to eat at Denny's for breakfast. They always like, do you want a side of toast, or do you want a side of pancakes? And you and me, being the gluttons we are, like, oh, <laughs> pancakes, bring it on. And we always have to go take a toosie 45 <laughs> minutes after leaving. We never finished the pancakes because they gave us a ton. That's true. So you get one pancake. You get like four pieces of toast. You get a stack of pancakes. Like, I I don't get how those balance out. But ever since then, I've taken the toast. The pancakes is an amateur move. Either way... Yeah, that was their first road trip. I got the Denny's out of my system. I'm pretty sure, except for ironically, just to piss Jake off, I would just scream Denny's as we pass it. But I really had no desire to go on future road trips. But in, back me up, though. I don't remember ever stopping for a Denny's since. No, um, I don't think we did. Yes, we um, did. We did. You, me, and Paul had dinner at a Denny's after leaving Cleveland when the three of us went. Oh, yeah, that was random. I don't know why we stopped at Breakfast hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> so now, Brian, yeah, I, for all these years, I got to ask, what yeah. was it, the stop at Denny's worth it? I mean, Denny's just wildest imagination. It was fine. It's just, you know, you see all these commercials growing up, and I didn't have the experience of going to Florida a lot that you two did. So I wasn't exposed to all these things. And I never even went to the Niagara Falls thing, the Denny's there. So we didn't travel that much. So it was fine to get it over with, but it's not something that's a mainstay. Like, if I ever moved to the States just for shits and giggles, I would not be like, all right, kids, it's Saturday morning. We're going to a Denny's. No, I'd go to a greasy spoon or something that's, you know, a little better. I'll tell you, the last time I went to Denny's, my wife and I were coming back from visiting um, a couple of friends in Minneapolis. So this was a Denny's just outside of Minneapolis. And we sat down and this, like, group of maybe seven or eight high school kids sat down just kind of kitty corner to us and first off it was kind of neat because we got to kind of listen in on their conversation they were just at their grad party the night before and i understand it was quite a rager and uh, i think someone puked on a cat or something like that it was it was, uh, <laughs> it was a scene and then we got to listen to all the funny accents which was great i remember one girl coming in going i need my orange juice if i don't get my orange juice i am going to be upset I am hung over. I need my orange juice. 
And that's not oh, a really soda. good depiction, but it was just the way she said juice was uh, was hilarious. So we listened in on that, and that was uh, that was kind of fun. And they ordered like an insane like someone's getting breakfast, someone else is getting nachos, and they all just kind of like cram their faces with them all at the same time. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but I'm like, why not have nachos for breakfast? Uh, if you're at Denny's, you can do it, right? So why not? Yeah, yeah. Um, got a couple of other roadside attractions. Um, when I worked for the radio station Moose FM out in Caledonia, one of my first assignments was to go to Dunville, Ontario. And uh, they decided to put up a roadside attraction there, a giant fish on the outskirts of town called Muddy the Mudcat. And they made a big spectacle about this fish. Um, <laughs> and then there's this movement in town to get rid of the fish. It's like Dunville's weird. It's like while it's like a lot of retirees and like working class families, it's got like a huge art scene. So there's a lot of like it's a small town, but there's a lot of very like hipster, very like artistic people. And so like that artistic side wanted to get rid of the mud cat because I don't know if you've ever seen a mud cat before. It's kind of ugly. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they want to get is it like a catfish. It's yeah, it's, it's just like a catfish, except I guess it re- resides in a different type of water. Okay. Yeah. So hence mud cat. So yeah, it, the 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 mud cat created a bit of a war in Dunville. And uh, one thing I learned about the people of Haldeman County, they have two unique things. A hamburger is a Hamburg, and it's not baseball. It's just ball. Interesting. Okay, football, that you can say basketball, but baseball is ball. You know, that's interesting. Now that you say that about the Hamburg thing, because yeah. my parents grew up in Brantford, and yeah. but they spent a lot of time, you know, going to Port Dover and places around that. That would be. I know it's not Haldeman County, but it's. I think that's Simcoe County. It's, or it's the next county over. Yeah. Yeah, but it's Norfolk still in county, Norfolk. Yeah, Norfolk County. Thank yeah. you. It's it's still in that same kind of. Thing. And for years growing up, my dad would be like, you guys want some hamburgs? And yeah. my brother would freak out. He's like, it's hamburger. Burger. He's like, <laughs> like hamburger. He's like, no, say the whole thing. It's just a big pissing contest. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny to show that, you know, communities like Brantford or Haldeman County or Norfolk County, like they're less than like uh, my drive to work in Caledonia from Ancaster was about 25 minutes, maybe less. And right there, there's already regional dialects. Yeah, it's a 20 minute drive. It's insane. It's like, look at Philly, New Jersey, New York, that's tri-state. They're not far from each other. And the dialects and the expressions, everything changes so drastically. Like in Philly, those freaks say water. Speaking of Philly, shall we talk about one of the other great trips the three of us had to go uh, catch the Philadelphia Phillies play Jake's Atlanta Braves? Actually, I will say of all of our trips, the Philly trip was probably the most well-planned and best executed um, of the of the four that, that I was with you guys. Okay. We, we, we actually saw a, a decent amount of the city in addition to baseball. Which I mean, Philadelphia is—it's a, a great city. There's there's one thing I wish we had done, but it didn't really fit in. But that was to go see the Palestra, 
which is the world's oldest college basketball arena and home to the University of Penn Quakers, as well as the as well as at one point, the rest of the Big Five in Philadelphia. Uh, but uh, it being the middle of summertime, it wasn't overly feasible. But uh, no, we, we stayed in a decent hotel. We saw it was a decent hotel. Yeah, we and we got a good deal on that too. The issue with the and, hotel was it was by the airport and it was nowhere close to the ballpark. Yeah, but we also paid fifty bucks a night for a double room, so or for a two bedroom suite. So I'm not really complaining about it. And you make yeah. a good point. And well, I mean, what, we, what we'll specifically do, did you want to talk about, Ted? I, I got a couple of things. Okay, well, um, first of all, I remember that trip started. This was right around the time uh, we were taking my parents' car. And this was right around the time where they made the rule that to cross the Canada-U.S. border, you <laughs> needed a passport. Because it used to be you just get through with your like uh, driver's license yeah. or your uh, – your birth certificate they'd ask for sometimes too. So, oh, yeah, now that's coming back to me. So I've got my driver's license. And I'm like, driver's license, Park Hill. And you're like, you don't want my passport? I'm like, no, just driver's license. And you're like, why? I'm like, I don't have a passport. So Park Hill played ball. Brian, on the other hand, refused to play ball and just kept sticking out his passport, shaking it at me. Not making any noise. I'm like, Brian, I don't have my passport. Just play along with me here. Maybe they'll let us through. Also, what an idiot I am that a trained guard is going to be like, oh, I totally forgot that I need to look for a passport. It's not like he's just doing that one thing all day. I thought I could slip one by him. Anyhow. I was going to say, there's no way that you look good in this story here, Ted, because like the rule came in in January. We were on this trip in July, and then and we started thinking about this in November. And the number of times that Brian and I said to you, Ted, get your passport. It takes a month. Ted, get your passport. And you did nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I got like mine. I got mine on my reading week. I just got er- got up early, went downtown, sat in line for like an hour because it was busy. But and then I was done, and then I got it. So anyway, um, <laughs> I hand the guy my stuff. He 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 looks through your passports. Conveniently leaves me for the end. He asks me, "Where's your passport?" I was like, huh, "I don't have one." He looks at me and he goes, "You thought you could come into my country with nothing but a driver's <laughs> license?" And I said. Yeah, I used to be able to do that. And he turns around. And I thought, trip's over. You know, he's going to send us back or something. He hands me a pamphlet. He's like, you read that. (laughs) And he goes, you guys can go. I was like, wow, okay. He let us through. The pamphlet was just, you know, don't forget your passport, basically. That's all it really said. But, uh, yeah, there's no harm, no fuss. The other thing is uh, I'm surprised, Park Hill, that you thought that that was such an eventful trip. I seem to remember two things. I remember we were seeing your Braves, you packing two Braves jerseys, and then refusing to wear them to the games because you didn't want to get razzed by the fans. You know, Philadelphia is known for its hospitality there, Ted. Did I say that? (laughs) I'm saying if you're a real fan, you'll wear your colors. Uh, I I, I felt that it was more important that I come back in one piece than be laid up in a Philadelphia hospital. These are, these are people that booed Santa Claus. You have to worry. <laughs> you, you have to also think to yourself, 
I, I'm listening to this, and and you know what? You're probably thinking, well, Jake's got to make it a reasonable point. Philly's known for being hostile and everything like that. Parkhill runs his mouth about sports more than anybody, and there he is getting intimidated by a little group of baseball fans. Yeah, the the most he got, and I'm sure he wouldn't got any more, any less if he's wearing his jersey. But this polite Phillies fan is uh, kind of sliding by everybody, you know, doing the excuse me, excuse me, and he sees Jake. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, go fuck yourself. Or fuck I remember you. that. <laughs> excuse me, thank you. But he's polite to everyone, even me and Ted, because you know Phillies are my national league team, so I have my Phillies cap. Ted's such a homer whenever we go on vacation. Yeah, that's Unless Jay's. Yeah. Oh, are you? I'm surprised they didn't tell you to go fuck yourself because it's 93. 93. <laughs> was I wearing my Jays cap? I can't remember. No, I'm pretty sure there's a photo of us somewhere on Facebook or whatever, and you're rocking your uh, Phillies hat that you bought because Ted loves to buy jerseys. No, I didn't, I, I didn't buy a spot. Phillies hat that trip, though. I didn't. Right. So the, like first night, the first night we went, I wore like my baby blue Schmidt. Uh, 80s Philly jersey. It doesn't have a name on the back. Um. The second day, I just wore this, like, Lucky Brand jeans, t- long sleeve T-shirt, denim jeans, because we were all into that at the time. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I forgot what the hat was. Or did I even wear a hat? I don't remember. No, I remember that picture of us at the Rocky Stairs that day. There's no hat. Okay, so I didn't even I – was, I was just wearing streets to that game. Because yeah. I just dropped 300 bucks at the official Mitchell and S store on a Ryan Sandberg jersey. Ted is the absolute worst to this day. I don't think he's got as a 36-year-old man. Great jersey. As a 36-year-old man, he hasn't gotten any better. He still he goes there. He has to be the right piping, the right lettering. Everything has to be just so. Because for a while they were coming out with these discount jerseys that the back was just like they looked awful. They they just the lettering was wrong. They don't do it anymore, thank God. But it was just. Big block letters. It looked nothing like what the players wore. I didn't want that crap. I want something that looked good. Not, not to jump trips here, but Brian, do you remember how many shops we had to go into to find the right Pirates jersey piping for Jessup the year before? Yeah, we actually, were, I was. We went through like four shops for Jessup to yeah, get the right the piping. The jerseys they had, I was very disappointed. Now, what's funny was the most the last trip we went to uh, Pittsburgh, we found a great team store just outside the city, but we couldn't find it the first time we went. So I was stuck with those knockoff ones I was telling you about. And if I wanted the other ones, I had to pay an arm and leg. And for the ones with the good piping, because the Pirates wore vests at the time, I had to get a damn sleeveless jersey and provide my own undershirt, which I wasn't prepared to do. Well, listen, the Pirates making the fashion faux pas of wearing vests is, you know, something totally different. That that was also a style at the time. The Rockies did it. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Didn't the Rays have one or the Marlins? Since he did, yeah. Yeah. The Marlins had a sleeveless. Um, Who else? The Rangers had a sleeveless. The Royals had a sleeveless. The Mariners had a sleeveless. Lots of teams. teams It was a fad. If you didn't make the playoffs, you had a sleeveless. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, But I'll never forget that. Uh, Pittsburgh trip, we can jump back to Philly in a moment, but two things stand out from that first Pittsburgh trip. Number one, well, there's the, the, the piping. The Number two, the for years, Ted would rag on Jake behind his back over... Uh, so Ted always had a buying problem. 
whenever we went on these trips. He's like, I don't go on many trips. I save up my money. I want to go nuts. And they yeah. always came they always came for me at the worst time. I never had money. I, I owed you guys for weeks afterwards. But I, I stayed within my limit. So I bought a nice uh, Stargill-style pillbox hat from the 70s. Uh, and I bought the classic foam sword. And I bought that Steelers... Uh, like 50th anniversary shirt or whatever. That's like probably nine sizes too big for me these days, but it's, uh, it's nice at the time. Jake bought maybe a hat, if that. You, you um, I also had an alternate yellow jersey that I got, but like, I mean, you and I, Brian, we were around like the $60, $70 range. Yeah, for and Ted, Ted decides to buy... Like a two hundred dollar jersey. Plus, we went to this uh, the Steelers uh, stadium, Heinz Field, and Ted bought this uh, Pro Bowl Joey Porter jersey that was cheap, along with his Pittsburgh cr- other crap and a hat. It was. I didn't buy out. a hat. I'll tell you exactly what I bought. So I bought the Jack Wilson jersey. I bought the Joey Porter jersey, and the Joey Porter jersey was only twenty bucks because he had been traded. I bought. The Fred Sanford, you big dummy shirt at Jake. Right. What's the shopping center called, Jake? Oh, Station Square. No, not Station Square. This is on the drive. It's a city. It's Grove City. But how did you always pronounce it? Oh, uh, Grove City. <laughs> Grove City. Yeah. So I bought the Fred Sanford shirt at Grove City. And uh, I bought a seat, <laughs> I think, too, from the store. The Tossers, great Irish band out of Chicago. I bought their album. Um, was it The Tossers? No, I bought that with Jake and Buff. I don't remember what the CD, I think you know, it was Pepper. It was a Pepper CD that I didn't have. Um, and I bought the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Fred Sanford t-shirt. So two jerseys, Sanford t-shirt, CD. CD. And I think this was a different trip that I bought that, like those long Dickies shorts. And yeah, that, that, was a, that was a different time because the second time we went to Pittsburgh, we went to Grove City again. All right. So, so four things. I bought four things. That was it on that whole trip. And Joey Porter jersey was egregious. <laughs> it was twenty bucks, and I still have it. And you still haven't worn it to this day. I wore it when I saw Transformers. <laughs> I wear it all the time when I'm mowing the lawn. Anyway, Just give me a finger. No, he gave you the one, like one finger. Oh, the index. The index, thank you. Anyway, so we get to the border, and at that time, we were gone for less than 48 hours. We were just shy under the two-day mark. And, like, I don't know, I think, think, I'm pretty sure things have changed drastically about what you could bring back. But um, at that time, it was, like, less than, what, $200 for the car? It was technically zero. It oh, really? technically was zero for anything under two days. And then your personal exemption for over two days was like 200 bucks. Right. And keep in mind, we're crossing. It's midnight, 1 a.m. Like the shops aren't open for another nine hours. And I'm thinking we've been gone for 40 hours. We should be, we should be okay. But um, we, we pull up. And I, what, what the one thing is that that's never been really revealed is that about seven months before Ted and I, we went Christmas shopping uh, before that. And I got raked over the coals on duty that I had bought in a little bit too much. And also wasn't exactly honest with the border guard, hoping to, 
you know, pull a little bit of magic. Didn't work. Had to pay some duty. And I'm a little paranoid about that. Like, no, no, no. We're not going to lie. We're going to be honest. And Brian and I probably had 65 or 70 bucks, and Ted had quite a bit more, more than it double. Like, it was like, like 130 bucks. Yeah, that, that's double of 65. Right. <laughs> right. But here's 70. the thing. I, I I wanted to be honest because what I had done was I cut the tags off of the Sanford Sun shirt, balled it up, put it in the bottom of my bag. They they're not gonna be able to tell. Oh yeah, this Sanford Sun shirt definitely came from Grove City. All right, it just looks like it's something I packed. And then I remember I took the CD and I took the wrap and the label off of it and just threw it with the rest of your CDs. Boom! Another problem solved. I was willing to claim the two jerseys. They so Ted's thing to, if you want to be pitch. honest, he hide half of his purchases. <laughs> and, but they and, can't tell! But Ted... Everyone is, does it! Ted, what you fail to realize is Jake gave the border guard a vague answer. Approximately, he's like, just under 200 around $200 for the car. And so he's like, okay, flag, come in. Uh, and so I, I had my two receipts, my hat and my shirt. Jake had his receipt. It was That was on you. You could have easily withheld some receipts. You're the one that got dinged with no, duty. No, if, if I withheld the seats, then Jake looks like a liar, and we're in even more trouble, and then I'm screwing him over. Regardless, I think you probably could have said, oh, my friend overestimated what I had. Or something. You could have easily, yes, thrown Jake under the bus, but it would have made him like he had all his receipts. So did I. We were fine. You I had to- my receipts, all of them. It's a lot. <laughs> anyway, so for for quite some time after that, Ted is not good at letting things go. And so for whatever reason, whenever we talked international travel, borders, whatever, Ted would be like, oh, that prick Jake screwed me over. And our friends who weren't even there. I don't think I would call him a prick. I was more skunk. Skunk, I believe, was my, oh, my turn of phrase. That's skunk park, y'all. Anyway, but either way, you'd always just rag on poor Jake just for doing the right thing. And just because, oh, Lord Teddy didn't get his way. But speaking of Lord Teddy, what was memorable about that drive home, it's 1 a.m., 1.30, 2, somewhere in there. Yeah. And, and this is roughly the a, pretty much a representation of how we were all raised as well. Jake drops me off at my house. Lights are off. My parents are in Port Dover. My brother didn't even realize I got home or I was gone for the weekend. He didn't, he comes upstairs to his bedroom. I just dropped my stuff off. He's like, oh, where have you been? I've been in the States. He's like, oh, how was that? He's like, it was good. All right, good night. Jake uh, drops Ted off. Everyone in his family <laughs> stayed up. Lights on. Welcoming parade. The dog and- came out. And when Jake got home, his his parents kind of, they were half asleep, kind of stayed up. Jake poked his head and said, I'm home. I had a fun time. I'll see you in the morning. They said, okay. And everyone went to sleep. Like, Jake's parents were half alert. Ted's parents, uh, what's the word? Helicopter parents. Well, to be fair, they're still like that. Like, I'll come home. I am a married man who lives in his own house. And they will still... Be up if I get home at like 2.30 from a bar when I come home from, to visit. My mom's like, oh, we're just doing laundry. <laughs> it's cheaper to do it in the middle of the night. I mean, Your father true. always stays up this late. 
It's just how they are. They've always I mean, she's not like wrong about the laundry, but you can also do it basically after six, and it's the same rate. So she's clearly they choose to do it at midnight. <laughs> but uh, do you want to jump to a different story? There's not really well, much no, else. No, the one Philly. last thing about Philly I wanted to pick on was uh, was uh, stick in the mud park hill again. Oh, yeah. So I didn't get to break this gem out. So after our day, and it was a good day in Philly, um, we, I guess I think it was a one o'clock Phil's game. So we got in the city at like um, 10 or 11. Uh, we, uh, what's it called? We went to the Mitchell and S store where I got my jersey. We went to the Liberty Bell. We walked all around old Philly. That was really cool. Oh, you and didn't tell the mention of the part where classic Brian was shooting off his mouth and you guys wanted to kill me. No, this is every trip. <laughs> because it's not just that one. Every trip. The Anytime anyone does anything, Brian views as rude, which could be anything. I said this before. And Jake would back me up on this. Jake, if we were at a mall and I pointed to a random group of people and I said to Brian, hey, look at that jerk over there. You know, he'd probably do go, yeah. And find somebody in the crowd that was doing something he didn't like. That person's a jerk. Could you see him doing that? Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. So we're at the state. And every time. So his big thing was these simple Americans or these simp Americans or these American simpletons. That was your those your go to phrases, and yeah. you did it all the time. And we are standing right beside the damn Liberty Bell, and you know my, my politics aside, when I'm in the, the states, I'm a guest. All right, I treat it like I'm a guest. Okay, and I'm polite. I don't make waves. I'm just a polite guy when I'm there to go see baseball or something like that. And there's Brian. Uh, Liberty Bell didn't teach the manners, these simp Americans. You know what I mean? I, actually, Ted, God, I, I think that's not what I said. What I said, said was this is where it all went wrong. Shut up. Yeah, I yeah, I go I go to Ted, I, I kinda of, I I duck over, I'm like, hey Ted. This is where it all goes wrong. And Jake, like, slapped my shoulder, and Ted just goes, shut up, you shut the fuck up right now. You do not say another word, you look at our asses kicked. Yeah. Jeez. <sighs> anyway. We go to the... Not, not, to, not to mention, I mean, the, the crazy things that you two would say in the car as we're driving across the border. We're in line at the border, and, you know, Ted's talking about hiding Cubans in the trunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we made, we we just make jokes that we were smuggling, smuggling yeah. and stuff like that. <clears throat> um, but no, we we so we go to this baseball game and we leave, and it's our last night in Philly. Because the first night we were kind of we called it an early night. It was a night game. We'd driven all day. We were tired. But this is our last night in Philly. We've never been here before. So me and Brian are like, well, let's check out some of the nightlife, and. It was t- taking forever for us to get our shit together. I remember that. It was driving me nuts. We're in this actual beautiful hotel room. It's a great hotel. And it's driving me crazy. And then Park Hill strolls out of his bedroom. He's got a tub of what was called the Graham Slam ice cream. Graham cracker flavored ice cream. Only sold at Philly Games. And he sits down and watches CNN. And I go, 
Parkin, what are you doing? I'm in a dress shirt and I've like gotten ready to go out. I'm like, Parkin, what are you doing? And he looks at me and he goes, I'm good. And he puts on Black in America. <laughs> that was that documentary series, Black in America. That's right. And um, I'm like, you good, huh? <laughs> I'm good. Like, you realize you've never been here before. We don't know what's out there. You just want to sit around the hotel and eat ice cream. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. And they're like, calm the fuck down, Ted. I'll go with you. Do you remember that? And you're like, can you? I was like, can you drive? Because I want to drink. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. I'll drive. Yeah, why? We may change uh, countries, but why, why change routine? I was driving a drunk ass around for use. Hey, listen. I know your listeners don't exactly know who I am, or, or maybe they do, but I'm not a drinker. I'm not a hey, when listen. When you love him now, beer. not then. Ted, back then he was not as he was a staunch non-drinker. No, he he drank beer back then. When did you start drinking beer? 2009. He it was the year after because that's when he started coaching rep, and that's when he started going on the road trips with the team, and yeah. they. The dads would all have beers in the hotel. That's when Jake got hip to it. Yep, absolutely. All right. All right, that's fair. But at that time, like, he would come out for our birthdays and things like that, and he would just not drink. But it it wasn't until the year later. So the least appeasing thing or appealing thing to me is going out to Philadelphia Nightlife and fan covers and, Well, we didn't go to clubs. We went to Chickie and Pete's. And then we went back to the stadium bar to see if anything was happening there. There was nothing, and then we just came back. Yeah, we grabbed some dinner, grabbed a few beers, and came home. Well, we Got had a nice a time. Bit. Yeah. But we weren't we and, going clubbing. And now, if we had made that trip now, I probably would have gone with you. But then, and eh, not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's fine. Time and place. Let's uh, let's jump to Cleveland. The first time Cleveland did. Well, Parkdale uh, never came to Cleveland with us. I know, but I, I'll just I'll tell a quick couple of cliff notes. Oh, from no, the- that's not true. You and me did a Cleveland trip together. Yeah, we did. I, yeah. I still can't believe it took you three trips to Cleveland before you saw the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, was, I've been three times. I still haven't seen it. That's, I remember. That's incredible. The first I woke time, up, hey, I woke the, up with- my second time going to Cleveland, the first time I just went to, it was more of a locals thing. I went to Dan's dad's house and we went to one game and then I, we pretty much came home. It was nothing fancy because uh, Dan's dad just wanted to show me the house he was working on and all this crap and just more locally shit. I got to see the Christmas story house. That's about it. Uh, but the second time we tried to go and Lord Teddy was too tired, even though he didn't drive. And it was only like a four hour drive. Okay, that's that's not what it is. But before we get into this sidebar, I only want to talk about the first trip. I don't want to talk about the second trip. That's a fight and puking, and it's just it's not fun. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the first one. Just okay, you. That's all. I, I I'm just I'm just putting that as a requisite. I don't want to get into the second one on on the podcast. No, neither do I. I'm just talking okay, about the cool. first time. I yeah. I drove us. We had the yes. Us three had a standing rule. Whoever did the driving got their own bed. And I did all the driving that time. And for some reason, Ted still flops on the second we get there. Pants off, flops on the bed. Little Teddy's nuts flop out. I'm just like, ugh. And you took your own bed. This this is not how it happened at all. Okay? exactly how it happened. This, This is fantasy land here. All right? So I don't know about you. 
But if I've been on a long car ride, the few things I want to do is, A, stretch my legs, maybe have a drink because you get a little parched in the car, sitting in the car all day. And then I like to relax. And how I relax is taking my pants off, (laughs) just boxers, and stretching out and sprawling out a little. So, yeah, Brian was absolutely fine to share a bed. I got onto a bed to sprawl out. If anyone wanted to join me, they were more than welcome to. But suddenly, all of a sudden, I'm taking a bet. Is because Paul didn't want to share a bed with me because of what's it called? My apparently my privates fell out. <laughs> and he decided he didn't want to share a bed anymore. And he really took your bed. He welched on the deal that you would get your own bed by saying you didn't want to share a bed with me. And then he kept saying, I'll sleep on the floor, I'll sleep on two chairs. We weren't gonna let him do that. So, yeah. you know, I hate that I I'm not speaking ill of the dead here, but he was the one that took your bed. It wasn't me. Whatever you, eh, either way. So, well, that wasn't even the first time Ted did that. Remember the first trip to Pittsburgh, and I had done all the driving, and we and we we're staying in this like cheap hotel near the airport, and uh, same thing. We get there, you and I, we're ready to go. Ted's like, ah, I give you forty five minutes for a nap. Like, <laughs> a nap? What did you do? You shot oh. in the car. All right. Listen here, Park Hill. You're one to talk. All right. We had my brother along. I always like to call us. Me and Brian probably like Larry and Mo. Jake, Shep, Alex is Curly Joe. This is how I always come <laughs> for our little group. Okay. Anyhow, the four of us decided to do this baseball road trip where we would hit up. I believe it was Syracuse. Uh, sorry, Rochester, then Syracuse, and then Pittsburgh go home yeah now unfortunately we got hit with rain so we missed the first two games so i don't remember if this was rochester or for syracuse i think it was syracuse we got into the hotel and of course and this was terrible park hill of course had booked single beds two rooms but single beds so brian who sounds like freaking super dave osborne because he's got a terrible <laughs> cold i had to share a bed with him so of course i got sick immediately when we got out. and we relegated Park Hill and my brother to the other beds. And Alex comes in, and Rumors look pretty hot. And he's like, We're in long pants. And then you're like, Why are you wearing long pants? Why are you in here? You're interrogating him. He's like, Park Hill turned up the AC in there. It's like a meat locker. And I walked in, and Park Hill has made a nice nest for himself in the bed. He's sitting there upright watching TV, no shirt on. And I swear, it was like a meat locker. It was freezing cold in there. <laughs> I sleep cold, Daddy. Hey, you're, you're glossing over the funniest part of that whole story. Uh, is We were laying in our beds watching like hockey playoffs. I think the Penguins were in it or something. And we were pondering if the game was going to happen or not. Because the, the, I don't think it was raining at the time, but it was off and on. And the, or was, the rain clouds were coming in. And like we were optimistic. We're like, oh, maybe we'll get some ball in. And Jake's like, ah. Look at those clouds. And you're just like, Jake, would you shut up? <laughs> I'll tell you. Park Hill, you're like a super villain on that trip. It was hey. the next day. And it was, I, I, it was right about the rain. There was two instances. So the first game got rained out. Second game got rained out. I was coming out of the bathroom. Park Hill's sitting in our room. And he's got his hands, <laughs> his hands folded. He's addressing Brian. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm like, what's going on? And Park Hill's like, Ted, we might not see a lick of baseball on this trip. <laughs> I went, oh, God damn it. He's <laughs> frustrated, right? And Park Hill's like, oh, look, can't even talk to him. And we got a little animosity started forming that. So we, we still made the best of it. I remember we just like went to malls. We found where the malls were. Then we'd go out for dinner and stuff like that. So we made the best of a tough situation. Um, but I remember the next day we were actually heading to Pittsburgh to see some major league baseball. That was the stuff I cared about not, uh, not getting rained out. We walked into the – me and Brian come in late. Alex and Jake are already in the lobby. And Jake's watched – to the TV, and it was like uh, it was like Doctor Doom watching a video screen of the Fantastic Four being tortured, and Parkill had his hands behind his back, and he's staring at the Doppler radar, and he just goes, "Oh, it's coming right for us." <laughs> I was like, oh. Then I had asked Brian because he got me sick for me having to share a bed with him. I don't know which one of you two to blame. You booking single beds or you going out and just being sick in general. I said, you got a tie at all. He goes, yeah, here we go. Doesn't tell me it's a T3. So <laughs> I was on another planet zonked out. And still, Park and I <laughs> almost managed to get into a fist fight. We were heading up to like a toll booth. And my brother had asked something about the, the, the cross-state rivalry between the Flyers and the um, Penguins. And I'm like, yeah, they got a bit of a rivalry. And then Parker's like, no, it's a stupid rivalry, and you're stupid for bringing it up. And I'm like, no, it was no, the Phillies and the Pirates. Maybe it was Phillies and Pirates. But no, but I equated it to the fact that the Flyers and the Penguins have a bit of a rivalry. And then yeah, when I was trying to make sure. a point... As I was trying to make a point, you turned up the radio to drown me out. And I started screaming for you, like, Paul, let's fight! Let's fight! Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, that was a dick move. But <laughs> I, I, I still contend I was right. I'll tell you why. Just because you don't, just because you share a state doesn't mean you have a rivalry. At no point in the last 20 years have the Phillies and Pirates played for anything with stakes on the line or been remotely close to each other. Players defeating the bottom of the NL Central. The Phillies have been up and down kind of in the East. and But, like, there's no stakes. You have to have something to the rivalry. I you didn't want still... to fight you because of your argument. I wanted to fight you because you turned the damn radio up when I tried to make a retort. Well, like I said, dick move. Yeah, but also... Ted, Ted the, the radio is Jake's weapon of defense. Remember this one time, this lady was tailgating him, oh, and he, yeah. it was even creepier because like when I get belligerent behind the wheel, I'm like more animated and it's comical. You know it's, I'll still be safe. Jake, you don't know what was his head was at. He's calm as a cucumber. Yeah. He turns the radio up super loud. Working on the highway by Bruce. Yeah, and he just like starts getting close to her bumper. And then didn't he, like, go around her or he just, like, stayed super close? I think you are just riding her tail. We were, yeah, like, he, didn't, he didn't give her a love tap. He just followed her, blaring the music. Close. Yeah, and we were just, like, freaked out. Like, what's she going to do? It's the calm ones that are going to go insane. It was, in, it was like the calm, the, the calm before a storm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really Jake's cool. go-to move. You know what move your dad taught me, Ted, that I still use to this day? <laughs> Four ways. The, yeah, when someone's riding your ass, I refuse to get out of the way. Even if I'm like, barely, if I'm doing the speed limit and some guy's up my ass, I still, I don't speed up. I'll slow down, 
tap the brakes, put the four ways on, they back the hell off. They don't know what the hell's going on. He's he's not going to be happy that he heard you say that because he he feels bad about telling me that. And when I told him you'd do it all the time, he was also upset. He regrets even telling me that because now you do it all the time. Good move. It was a little trick he had that was just his little move. I told my dad that, and he's like, it's a good move. <laughs> he's like, Stevie Jessup's on to something. <laughs> oh, boy. So we, got, we got anything else? We've talked about Mudcats and uh, uh, Big Apples and uh, Graham Cracker Ice Cream and uh, Rove City. Well, I, you know, of course, the, the one great thing about, uh, if you will, Grove City was uh, the Permanente Brothers uh, sandwich shop oh there. Oh, my God. Yes. The best American chain that we desperately need here in Canada. Yeah. So uh, it's Texas white bread with uh, tomatoes, lettuce, and then more or less your meat of choice and French fries. And it's a trucker coleslaw sandwich. Too. The is important. Well. Coleslaw too. Uh, it's a trucker sandwich. It is absolutely delicious, and uh, it is a Pennsylvania only chain. I believe there might be a couple in New York type of thing, but like uh, southeastern New York, found by Philly. Um, well, I, I think they probably stay away from that area just because of uh, you know Philly has the cheesesteak, so they're like, you keep your. Your trucker sandwich on your side of the state, <laughs> but uh, you know, in hindsight, it's like you know, Ted and I have gotten better as cooks. I don't know about you, Parker, but we could easily make our own Comanche Brothers sandwich now, and it would probably be better. And I don't know did. if I go to Pittsburgh or whatever. If I ever went to Grove City, I'd still buy it. I'm not get. Don't get me wrong. I still buy there's, it. But. There's stuff they do with that sandwich. That is one of a kind. Like the bread is like fresh cut bread. It's not like Jake didn't do it justice when he called it Texas toast. This is thick, delicious bread. Texas toast. No, Texas toast is like wonder Texas toast that's pre-sliced. This has the nice crust and the, the bread itself is super soft on the inside. Oh yeah. And that's like got Sorry, Ted, let me just quickly derail for one second. When we went to Quebec City in grade 11 on a band trip, do you remember when we did those, like, maple butter breads? Um, Maple butter bread. I re- all, I, all I remember about the food there was the fucking Sugar Shack oh, and the crepe place. We got to talk about the Sugar Shack in Quebec. The, well, hold on. So the, the one place we went to, they, they had these, like, maple butter spreads. And uh, they gave us this really great piece of similar thing, like French bread, like a baguette type, super soft. And it was great. And I so I bought a, a small I bottle. Remember that. Yeah, I bought a small bottle and I took it home and I tried making like a nice like toast of it the next day. Like when I, we were back in Hamilton and I'm like, this sucks. It's all about the bread. I didn't learn that it's all about the bread and everything. You got to get some fresh, nice bread. So that's that's key for the sandwich. And. The coleslaw recipe is a secret, and it's got to be that specific. It's a vinegar-based coleslaw, but there's a little bit of sweetness to it, so you need that, um, and you need the fries. And they're they're 
kind of chip trucky fries. They're not like fast food or McCain fries. It's good fries. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say you don't even need to right? Like that'd be the hardest to replicate. Which one? The fries. I think the coleslaw would be the hardest. I, I think with trial and error, you could probably get the coleslaw within a couple. For us to do it, we'd have to go and immerse ourselves in Pennsylvania. No, no, now. I need a shitload of Primantis. We we don't have access to Primantis. I guarantee you, Ted, you know how for years everyone's like, what's in that Mac sauce? What's in that Mac sauce? Now you just have to go to like Reddit. I guarantee you, there's probably some jackass who's like, I worked at Primantis. Here's what's in that damn coleslaw. Make it yourself. Hey, you make a you make a good point. Actually, now I see those all the time on on, yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, I made fast food. This here's how it turned out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so much for that then, huh? <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe already. I mean, if someone's already uh, leaked the KFC, if people can make their own like KFC, like. I'm pretty sure all 13 spices are, are leaked, right? Isn't it? I, I have no idea. It's the Colonel's secret. Does it even narrow it down to 13? I thought they, their whole ad was there's 13 original spices. Speaking of terrible ideas, do you remember the first road trip we went on to Cooperstown? We went to a KFC buffet. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> it was just in a rinky-dink, greasy KFC, like, fast food joint. But they had put out a buffet at noon. I'd never seen this before. This would have been somewhere in upstate New York. We had to get off the 94. I remember that. Yeah. I, it was just like KFC. It seems like a good idea on paper. Then you eat it. And you instantly regret it. <laughs> Like goes for KFCs everywhere, though, not just in exactly. New York. Yeah. yeah. We got, like, four KFCs in Thunder Bay. Population really? outside, so we have four KFCs. Yeah. You know, it's like back when we lived in Dauphin, Manitoba. We had two A&Ws across the street from each other. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I hate, is when people in towns, they'll build, like, in Ancaster, near where our parents live, they have two Tim Hortons across the road from each other uh, out by the Walmart. And it's like, what the hell? You can't put in... Canada needs a Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Yeah, I, you know what? I would support for very different donuts. purposes. The, the Tim Hortons by the gas station is a truck stop. And it has truck parking and trucker amenities. The one on the, uh, across the street is an express. Like, it's like this. Well, there's no seating or very little seating. Too many Tims. That's all I'm saying. It's too much Tims. Uh, Duncan isn't anything special. It's great. We went to Boston, had some nice piping hot Duncan in the wintertime. Better donuts. I wouldn't say it's better. I thought so. I like it as an alternative. I like the American sizes of things. That's always yeah, good. Their coffee yeah. is like a lake of coffee. They're yeah, large. Exactly. Get a coffee. You can also double up as a foot bath. <laughs> um, uh, I take. Yeah. Um, if you're listening and you're in Hamilton, you know, Fortino's, Granddad's, both have better donuts than Tim Hortons and Duncan. 
Yes, here but, at Thunder Bay, we got Robin's Donuts. I don't know if you I miss Robin's Donuts. We had one got, uh, I think we have three locations left up here, but it started in Thunder Bay. That's why we still have Robin's. I was going to say, is Thunder Bay like going into a time warp to our childhood? <laughs> oh, that's I mean, what I when I first moved here. Like, I haven't seen a Robin's Donuts since I was a kid. And they're like, oh, Robin's Donuts is Thunder Bay. And that's, I think, the only locations in Canada are in Thunder Bay and, you know, maybe like to the west of us towards Winnipeg. Yeah, I used to go there every Sunday after hockey, and then uh, that closed, and it turned into a Java Juice or something. It's like Java donut. Oh, is that the? Was it called like the Java and Me or something like that, or the Jump of Java? Yeah, Java Jungle. Java Jungle. That's it. And then that closed, and then it just became a Timmy's. I was like, I have four store, but I think isn't it like a. Uh... Like a car dealership now? Yeah, yeah, it's a car dealership. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Have we officially pressed the tap out button here? No, I mean, there's probably... Well, we could talk about the sugar shack if you wanted in Quebec. <laughs> That's, That's something a... I think everybody does when they go on a school trip to Quebec, is they have to tour that damn sugar shack. Um, uh, we went on a band trip. Were we the only school there? At that time, I think so. So the weird thing I remember, I remember the food being weird. Like oh, it's supposed terrible. to be terrible. <laughs> oh, sure, it was dog shit. <laughs> Somewhat the- putrid. Um, <laughs> food wasn't very good. I remember the uh, music. How would you rate uh, old Francois on the guitar there? Our uh, entertainment for the night. <laughs> This guy, basically, and you know, God bless him. He sat there with a uh, little uh, amp and his guitar, and he had like all these like background CDs he'd play. So he'd basically just be doing karaoke the entire time. Um, and his English wasn't great, so I definitely remember him singing "Don't Break Heart, Aggie Break Heart." <laughs> and he was always trying to get Bob, the guy who ran the place's uh, attention. So he was always like, "Hey Bob, hey, hey Bob, shut up, Francois." I have time to talk to the keys. And uh, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a weird trip. It was, yeah, that, that place has just had a weird vibe. Bob, the owner, just came out with this creepy dancing. It's like your drunk uncle. It's like coming on way too strong. Um, and he would just like hit on all the girls. Yeah, that was the other inappropriate thing. Francois kept going, sexy boys, sexy girls. <laughs> we're in high school. Yeah, he, there's a there's a condition. It's not quite pedophilia, but there's a condition where like people are sexually attracted to people in that age bracket. You're not quite an adult, but you're like on the fringe. I forget what it's called, but either way, I'm pretty sure this guy has it. Um, and that's when I came up with that hilarious my dick in a box joke. Before Saturday Night Live. Was it? Yes, it was. And I always gave you that. That's why when everyone was going off, oh, Andy Samberg's a genius. Dick in the box, the funniest thing ever. I was like, no, Brian Last came up with it years ago. And they'd say, who the hell is Brian Last? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so this would have been 02. And I'm pretty sure Dick in the box was like a couple years later. But uh, yeah, so... This creepy Bob fella, I just said, 
it would be hilarious if he just he's like, hold on, children, I got a surprise for you. I don't know why he's changing this, but uh, I'm terrible at it. But uh, and sort of come, French. He comes out just stark naked with his friggin' junk in a box. He's like, you want to open the present? And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> like at one point much- he say. Because he did at one point that night say to us, he was like, I'll be right back, kids. I will take off my sweater. I remember he said that. He was going to take off his sweater. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he told the joke, and I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, and then uh, my problem is I, I'd be great for a one zinger like that or a one joke, but I am far from a comedian in the sense that I don't like performing for a crowd and so ted ted's trying to tell a joke to people like, what the hell are you laughing at ted's like brian Dad, he's like can't even really get the joke i couldn't get it together and so he's like brian get over here he's like tell the thing and i was like and it actually came off really dark when i tried to do it like hey, it'd just be funny if the guy came out naked and a dick in a box and he just tried to scare all the children they're like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah I just didn't know. I was like, it was in the moment. I'm very, when I tell jokes or whatever, I do a bit. I'm very much in the moment. I can't, I need to record everything so I can't replicate. Meanwhile, it was great for me because everyone was trying to get me to tell the joke because I was laughing so hard and I was the center of attention. So I love it. <laughs> of course, Ted's narcissistic personality disorder. Well, we all know Ted won't like to go to any of our funerals because he won't be the center of attention. <laughs> yeah, if you let me do the eulogy. Now, here's what's going to happen. Ted's going to, at one of our funerals, Ted's going to be one of the uh, pallbearers, and he'll pull a king of the hill where he just, like, drops the casket or something, so everyone's focusing on Ted being a comical maroon. By the way, I am so flattered that you guys think I'm going to outlive both of you. I appreciate that. Well, you drive us nuts so much that it it gets our blood boiling, (laughs) our our rage kicked up, so it gets our heart going. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, there's definitely more. I think we scratched the surface on a few uh, road trip tales. I got a couple that don't involve you, Maroons. I'm sure you got others that don't involve me. So we can always save those for another time later in the summer. But uh, unless there's anywhere else you want to take this. Nah, I I want to thank uh, the little round-headed buffoon that is Jake (laughs) Parkill for uh, joining us this evening. Once again, thank you for the warm introduction there, Ted. <laughs> but, you know, Jake, seriously, it was nice for you to stop by. And and for our loyal listeners to kind of put a a, a, a voice to the, the name that we've uh, thrown out several times. Oh, goodness. Several, t- several times is what worries me. Uh, in I, this, uh, I had a coworker send me all of these. I my coworker Sherry sent me all of these landmarks from in between here and um, Winnipeg. Uh, when you're taking eleven seventeen out, they got a big fish, Husky the musky. Uh, they got a dude that's ha- oh a mosquito lifting a guy up in the air. Um, there's the central zone t- time where central and eastern meet. Uh, there is a Bigfoot hitching a ride and smoking a cigar, and a big sheep. So we got oh, some that, up here too. There's that big nickel in Sudbury. Yeah, the big nickel was another one too. Yeah. Basically, if you want to see any of these things, you could watch that movie One Week with Joshua Jackson. I don't know if you've seen that Canadian film. Does he go to the Big Apple? 
Probably. He goes, basically what he does is he's, he's a teacher who lives in Toronto. He finds out he has cancer and he's never really lived. He's just kind of like played it very safe. So he buys a motorcycle on the way home from the hospital and he, uh, basically just leaves his fiance in Toronto and he goes, uh, I think he goes up to Quebec. I think he goes, he might've reached Thunder Bay. I think he just goes like up around Ontario and then eventually he turns around somewhere. But he hits a lot of those landmarks, and um, there's a scene where he's sitting at a uh, hotel, like ice machine, and or a pot machine, and he starts talking to Gord Downey. That's kind of cool. Because that's topical. Because at this time, the Junos are right around the corner where they're doing the whole. Hit. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what? I think we'll end with this. Uh, Park Hill, the Juno, the 50th anniversary of the Junos is on Sunday. And I know why uh, you don't think Brian and I give the Junos a fair shake on this show because we constantly say the Junos are weird, and I stand beside that. Uh, but in honor of 50 years of the Junos, Park Hill, why don't you give the Junos your, your most ringing endorsement and just have it <coughs> criticisms. Here, here's the thing. Our, our Canadian culture is a lot to do with music, and that's what makes the Junos important. But... If you've ever been around a host city of the Junos, it's not just the television show on Sunday. There's all types of really neat events leading up, including a songwriter circle. Uh, there's panels. There's uh, dinners and banquets. Is there and all a types hockey of- game. Uh, well, there was when it was in Jim Mon- Cuddy was like the captain of one of the hockey teams. Yeah, because when we were doing Maestro, I uh, I saw this clip of Classified, and he was he he was on this one hockey team. It was like legends versus like artists or something, and I think it was for Juno's week. Okay, but I'm pretty yeah. sure. But so you're basically saying it's like the Super Bowl, where there's all this like media stuff or all surrounded it. Yeah, and and I mean I I disagree with all the Junos I have seen. I've seen they're more or less concerts with some awards peppered in. And unlike the Grammys where they try and have these weird pairings, usually get a pretty authentic look at who the bands are. And I think, I think it's a, it's a really good two hours. Well, my whole gripe with, uh, with the Geonos has always been, to be perfectly honest, I never watch. So I don't, I don't fully know, but my, it's basically I'll check the awards the next day. And I'm just like, they just pooshed it. But that's like Ted and I have said, most award shows always pooch it. In my opinion, the the most deserving isn't always so. But that's just life, I guess. But it's life in that you have to look at who the Junos are being marketed towards. And it's typically going to be 18 to 49 female. Right is who that's marketing toward. So your Jason music won't align with theirs. So you probably won't agree with the awards that often. But yeah, okay. I was gonna say because sometimes when I was watching the Much Music Video Awards, my tastes aligned more with them. But also, I haven't watched that in so long. Who the hell knows about what, what where my tastes align with now? But and Much Music is what they're they're looking at twenty five and under. And 25 is probably old on their end, right? Probably closer to 21 and under. And that's when you watched it. So, of course, that award should be marketed towards you. You bring up a fair point there, roundhead. <laughs> you just, your angle, just, your head looks so round like an egg. 
I'm on a I'm on a cell phone. I don't have these like fancy back cameras or anything like that. I, I'm I on can my only computer. go computer. Yeah, the same with me. Oh, well, la di da. My computer doesn't support you anymore. La di da di. Oh, la di da di. We like the party. I'm not a good beatboxer. <laughs> All right. Well, Park Hill, thank you again for joining us on this edition of, well, this edition of what we like to call Off Topic on Canada FM. I don't know how long this is going to be. We yammered on for almost two hours. So Brian's like, we'll get in and out in a clean 45. <laughs> no chance of that happening with the three of us. I... But, uh, yes, later this week, we are going to, what is it, Moffitt's this week? Uh, yes, it is the Moffitt's. Yes, it's the Moffitt's. So we're going to do that. Remember to uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We definitely could use that because we are, of course, five-star men. Um, to quote Dennis Rappers. <laughs> and... Uh, don't worry, Jake. We'll have you back on a uh, we'll have you back on an episode later to talk TV, and you can just rant about Jessup's weird obsession in 2012. <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh my goodness, Brian! I don't think we have enough time for that. You know, I would I would love a, just a show that we do where we say nothing. We just let Park Hill air his grievances with the two of us. <laughs> well, that could be the next one. He could a just, little you know, list of things about Ted and Brian that annoy. Well, no. Well, if assuming Ted and I don't give up on this by the holidays, uh, we can have a Festivus episode, and Jake can be like, "I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're gonna hear about it." And the great thing about that is we we might be able to do that one live, knock on wood. Yeah, in person. Yeah, I feel sorry for your listeners after that eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's a good place to cut. Well. Maybe a proper sign-off, not just, all right. That yeah. was, oh, okay. What kind of professional are you? Is this how you uh, end a newscast up there in Loserville? It's like, all right. Leave him, leave him wanting more. And how dare you call it Loserville, you jerk. Hey, uh, I, I'm nice to Thunder Bay. I mean, all things considered. Mike and Brandon are just merciful, merciless. Campbell hasn't been out of Hamilton his entire life. He had a trip to New Orleans with me where he was living in fear the entire time. <laughs> All right. And he's been to Toronto a couple of times. That's it. More than a couple, Ted, but oh, yes, bunch, I, I see your point. But you know, he has been, I barely been out of the GTA. I'll give him that. Yeah. To quote um, Maestro, he hasn't been very much outside of the 905-416. We will end it there. Tune in next time for The Moffats. You thought this one was long. Ted and I go to Ted. Talking about The Moffats. <laughs> so Times. Canada FM. <laughs>